Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Making podcast. I am here, as always, with my lovely co-host, Jess. G'day, all. And also lovely co-host, Deb. Bonjour. And I was just about to say Jess twice, so that's how good we're going to go this morning. <laughs> it's going to be great. Double Jess. This is also take two of the intro, so welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think is on everyone's minds at the moment, but will also be relevant into the future, and it's about um, the guilt that we can feel while we're selling when there's a crisis on or just when, you know, we're we ourselves maybe are struggling financially and we don't want to put that pressure on other people. So we just want to talk a little bit about that and how your ideal customer is not always in the same financial position as you um, and maybe some strategies around that. Don't really know what we're going to talk about yet because mm. that's always Because we haven't talked about it yet. We haven't <laughs> talked about it yet. That's kind of it. And that's why we roll here. <laughs> yeah, there are no scripts on this show. No scripts. <laughs> uh, but before we jump into that topic, we just want to give a really um, loving shout out to two new Patreons, patrons on Patreon, always get confused, um, that support the show. So we have the option for everyone out there to be co-hosts, co-producers rather, not co-hosts, mm-hmm. we're not inviting you all on. <laughs> oh my gosh, imagine a, a like um, Zoom recording with like 60 people in <laughs> be a little bit too hectic I think but no you can be a co-producer of the show and um, we really love our patrons so much so thank you all for um, being a part of the show really and helping us to produce the show every week and this sorry not every week three times a week see this is where three I times a it's month. like three times a three month times, oh my god month. three times a week I should not be host today this is a terrible idea <laughs> but we do have some new patrons to shout out so I would like to say a massive thank you to charlottes.lab.com.au, which is just getting my little tabs ready because there's too many tabs to keep track of. Um, obviously, Charlotte, Charlotte from Charlotte's Lab sells amazing like hand uh, like moisturizer and bath stuff. I'm just I was just scrolling through before this. I'm like I need to buy some of this stuff because there's like <laughs> hair treatment masks and lip balm, lip scrub, Winter. and yeah, oh yeah, that would be. I'm on it. I'm just, just don't mind me while I just add some things to my cart while I'm <laughs> shouting her out. So thank you so much, Charlotte, um, for being a patron. We really appreciate it. And also we, from uh, cocothread.com, we have Shell from Coco and Thread, but it's just cocothread.com. So it's C-O-C-O-A thread.com. And she makes these beautiful dresses, headbands, accessories out of this fabric, which is just like the brightest fabric that I've ever seen in my life. And I can, I can just imagine everyone sort of emerging from this time of isolation and lockdown into when spring comes and everyone's going to be emerging from their houses in these beautiful, <laughs> bright, um, floral and abstract and just really amazing fabrics uh, 
that yeah she makes dresses and headbands and all sorts of other accessories with the bags and cute little scrunchies there's some um earrings on there as well yeah, that I earrings think as well which are really so cute. cute like so joyful this makes me think about because i stopped wearing earrings because i'm one of these people that can't really support it like i don't know you know depending on what they're made of oh, oh yeah right. i'm like, like what do you mean your ears fall off like what? yeah i lose my ears <laughs> that's kind of inconvenient <laughs> i'm just walking around with no ears no so but i'm not really wearing anything now but when i see really nice earrings i'm like i should actually just learn what my problem is mm. and make sure that i because i know i could wear some earrings Probably yeah, nickel um, or something. Probably nickel is your problem. Yes, probably. That, that's the that's the thing that <laughs> I try don't some know. sterling silver and see if you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm okay with um, silver. Yeah, oh, I am. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but well, anyway, now you know. Now you, know. now you can get some <laughs> earrings. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, thank visit you. Visit my Etsy shop. Visit huh? <laughs> 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 Jess's Etsy shop. Uh, thank you so much, <laughs> both of you, for becoming patrons you actually both of these ladies have been long-term supporters of ours so doubly doubly thank you because we know you've been around and supporting us and in in the patreon for quite a while so thank you so much and let's dive into our topic for the day which is as i mentioned before (laughs) guilt yeah (laughs) well there's two there's two sides as you say there's the guilt side and then the not thinking that you are your ideal customer or kind of forgetting mm-hmm. that not mm-hmm. everyone is in your situation. And as you said, that's true for the crisis. But even if you're listening to that in the future and you're like, what crisis? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we're all good by then. Um, this will still be relevant. Maybe we start with that one. And it's something that I, um, like we see all the time. And it's this idea that, you know, you don't want to charge as much as you should because mm. you wouldn't spend that kind of money on an mm. item because you know how to make it. So, like, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but your ideal customer might have more income, more disposable income than you. They have completely – they're just different people. Mm. And so I think that it's easy. And in those times with a crisis, it's easy to think, well, I can't – I don't want to sell. I feel a bit of guilt with that because, you know, I don't necessarily have so much money myself at the moment to, like, spend on a new pair of whatever. But it's not true. For everyone, there's a lot of people with disposable income and money sitting in their account that are looking for stuff online because they're bored and they're browsing Etsy and like, mm. what do I buy to make me feel happy <laughs> right now? Because that's all I have. So I think this is what we wanted to bring on as a first point. It's like you're not your ideal customer, and it's really something you have to keep in mind. Yeah, I think that's really important. Another element to this that I think gets glossed over a bit is this idea that you don't value your work. Mm, I was going to say definitely confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you believe in your work and you think your work is valuable and worth something, then it's a lot easier to charge for it and charge a decent amount of money for it. But if you feel like, oh, you know, it's not really that good or I'm not really that talented or anyone could make this or you know why would anybody want this like I'm sure all of these thoughts have gone around in most of your heads I know they've gone around in mine um that is part of the problem probably that the root of the problem to be honest is that lack of belief in your yourself and your work and that takes effort to get over and also it does improve with time like when you have been doing it for your craft for a longer time when you feel more skilled when you get a lot 
of customers and sales and feedback from other people that your stuff is good, that definitely helps uh, over time to make you feel like, oh, actually, yeah, people are loving what I'm doing. That sort of imposter syndrome pops up as well. Mm. So all of that is wrapped up in this this issue of not wanting to put yourself out there and, you know, being afraid of what people are going to say about your work. There's so many facets to this issue. Yeah, Mm. I think those two are really, I mean, just from the top of my head, I think those two are the main issues because it could be one or the other or both. So lack of confidence in yourself and your products. But, sorry, I think, fuck, sorry. (laughs) Where's that water, Michaela? I need my water. (laughs) Um, But also, like, you could be really confident in your products and you could have value in yourself but still get Mm. the ideal customer wrong and think that your customer has well, that it could just be completely way off it, and it could go one way or the other. You could think that they're, um, you know, from a low socioeconomic background when they're actually high or you could think they're high when they're actually low. So I think it's really important to do that work to figure out who that customer is and where they sit and then, you know, price accordingly and promote accordingly and market everything accordingly to those people. Yeah, and where you position your where you position your products in the marketplace can affect obviously who you attract, um, and vice versa. Like I'll give you an example of both of those things. So, with my uh, Thriver Circle, uh, my membership site, when I started that, I deliberately priced it very low. Like if, if for most of you out there, you probably have no idea about the world of like online, you know, education, marketing, and membership sites. But you know, m- most of them are selling information to other people who are also selling information. So they say, oh, charge, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars for your courses. $200 a month. (laughs) Yeah, because the other, the people who are taking those courses are then going to go on and do the same. It's like some sort Mm. of horrific pyramid scheme. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit of an MLM, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, I knew my customer. I'm like, no, the people I want to serve are running these small, you know, bootstrappy, handmade businesses they're usually beginners to intermediate. They're not necessarily making any or a, if not a little bit of money and I, they're the people I want to work with. So I'm not going to charge $50 a month for my membership. Are you insane? Yeah, or $100 297. a month. No, no, right? <laughs> those exist. We're not making those yes. numbers up. Um, so I started, you know, $15 a month and now it's gone up but that's because there's years and years worth of content in there. So when you go in, it's like, you know, heaps. But that's about understanding your understanding customer. Understanding your customer, and, yeah, 100%. And charging the right amount of money for that particular customer that you're trying to serve. And same with handmade stuff. If you charge too little, you're going to put off the rich people. Like, let's just be honest about that. They're going to go, ah, this is, oh, it's too cheap. It's not quality. I want to go, you know, even I find myself doing, like I was shopping for, what was I shopping for? An electric blanket last night, right? So I'm on, I'm on eBay or wherever and looking at what's, what's around. And there's like, you know, some that are like $50, some that are like $200 and some that are like a hundred. I'm like, mm, $50 ones are too cheap. You know, like it's just, yeah, you don't, like, you don't, cause you don't no, want to fry yeah. during your sleep. Yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, the hundred dollars. Yeah. That looks about right. Like it has more heat settings and stuff. Cool. Right. So think about that when, you know, you're deciding these things is you don't want to be, you don't want to be the cheap person. You cannot compete on price. You have mm-hmm. to compete on your value. Mm-hmm. And the value that you bring to that customer, not just mm. the value, like not the monetary value of the thing that you make. If it costs you X amount to make something, even if you're including everything that you should be including, which not a lot of people do, like their time and labor as well, mm. but that's not the actual value of, that's the cost price of the item. That's not the value of the item. The value is 
the the value that the customer gets from it, which is a life benefit usually, not not just like, oh, now I have this thing that I bought. Yeah, 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 definitely. Hey there, Maker. Are you loving the podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we'd love to talk to you about becoming one of our supporters. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to Platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com slash support. Um, have you read the book Meet the Henrys? Mm-mm. Henrys being like the name, like H-E-N-R-Y. It's really interesting. I, I feel like everyone selling handmade should really read that, but no one does because it's called for luxury. And a lot of people selling handmade don't think that they have a luxury brand, but I try to push everyone to think as if they do, because when you think about it, making something with your hand is luxurious. That's why brands like Chanel and all these guys sell for more because they're like, we, you know, and stitch all the bags. Or I don't know if that's true. I'm making this up. But you know what I mean? This is what luxury really is. The, the cheap stuff is made in China in factory. That's cheap because they have factories. Um, so anyway, this book is uh, called the Henry's because it stands for uh, high earners, not rich yet. And so it's this segment of society. <laughs> everywhere in the world, the millennials that are on their way to having a pretty high income. So they earn between like um, 100K, say, and 250K a year. Um, And that later in life will be what we call rich people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's be honest here. They just haven't accumulated capital and all of that yet. But they are those young millennial or older millennial that have good jobs and, you know, and they like to spend the money on higher price items because they care about the quality more than the pro- like the perceived value is huge for them and so mm-hmm. the it's based on a bunch of research this book's really fascinating and and she explains what those new millennials that are high owners not rich yet are interested in and it is that connection with the maker the brand uh the process of how the products was created for a lot more people now it's kind of like hipsters right like the in that label that. Which I don't love. Yeah. Aspirational sort of. But yeah. yeah, it's the the people that really want to connect with the story or something and it's mm. the, the people that here in Canberra, you know, go to the cafes in Braddon because they know the owner and they know that the bread is made on, you know, the artisanal yep. something, something out the it's back. It's basically and, the people out of Portlandia. Well, yeah. Cool way. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, this chicken's um, name was Fred and it grew up in the farm down the road. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a very interesting book um, that David, one of my members, recommended to me a while ago. David, if you're listening, thank you. That was a really great read. Um, very interesting. Everyone should read it. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Check that out. And don't be turned off by the fact that it says how a luxury brand can blah, 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 because you'll learn a lot from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to realize that these people are there. And if you're not them, that's still your customers. And they are the people who are willing to pay a lot more than what you're willing to price right now for your mm. products. And you shouldn't feel guilt about that because they are excited to spend that money on products that mm. they really care about that were handmade and that they value for that process. Yeah. Um, so super important to realize, yeah, you're not your customers, not always like you might be, 
um, but not always. And yeah, yeah. There's those hipster or whatever. In French, we say bobo, which is like bourgeois bohème. I don't know. I think I've explained that before. I've never heard <laughs> I that. I know what bourgeois no? means, but Bourge- bohème bourgeois is, like, is, is yeah. you know, they... Bohemian, yeah. a, a rich bohemian sort of yeah, is what that's the translation is. is. Yeah, so yeah. like they have a lot of money, but they they love to leave a more bohemian lifestyle. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, cycle to work because they're eco-friendly and they whatever and like all <laughs> right. this stuff. Um, it's that's really like interesting. That. And that that's, you, it's sort of, um, it's making me think about the episode we did way, way, way back. It was like episode three or four, early, early, about um, can you sell handmade and still shop at big box stores? Mm, and mm. the difference between yourself and your customer being that you are running a small micro business, which takes a shit ton of time and effort. And that is your job, which is, you know, hopefully very fulfilling and everything. But that person's job is possibly something else that they just do nine to five and they make the good money and then they want to spend that money on something else. And they're not, mm, they're yeah. not in that same um, perhaps struggle as you might be as a, as an early career handmade business owner mm-hmm. where you do have to put a ton of hours in and a ton of sweat and effort and all of that kind of thing. Um, so they have that, yeah, more expendable income and they want to mm. spend it on your stuff. I mean, this is just what we've been saying this whole episode already, but yes. it's kind of like all clicking into place because of what mm. you were saying, Deb, about the Henrys and the type of person like they're, I mean, it would be great if everyone who makes handmade items and sells them could also buy handmade items and sell and mm. buy them, buy yeah. handmade everything, but it's just not the case because yeah. You know, we're not, as we found out in our survey, not everyone is earning over $100,000. No. <laughs> in fact, it's but a very small amount. We also discovered that most people who start handmade businesses are reasonably well off, mm. not poor. Like mm. I think that was like interesting. household income, yeah. Household-wise, like generally speaking, they, they're in a household that's somewhere between fifty and 100000 mm-hmm. a year, which was very interesting to mm. discover. Um, I think it's because it's a lot of like, People who have a partner who has a, a really good job who might have stayed home for the kids or because their partner has a good job, they can afford to try having a handmade business. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, there are definitely those people who, you know, might be on benefits or in a situation where they're like, I just need to try to make some money. You know, I can't get a job or, I'm, you know, the economy is not great or whatever. But it was really interesting to see that as well, that that, mm. that, that, that was quite a skew towards mm. that sort of. Mm. But again, these days, you know, a household earning a hundred thousand dollars, it sounds like so much to me, but it's actually not these days. Mm. Um, mm. Of inflation and all that sort of jazz. So especially in Australia, uh, in other countries, they might be like, whoa, that's a lot of money. But in Australia, <laughs> sounds like a the, shit medi- ton. <laughs> the median wage yeah. here is like 70 grand or something. It's 68. It? Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's actually not, a, it's not like rich people. They're not rich people. <laughs> yeah. Rich yeah. people are the million dollar Yeah, we're earning like hundreds of thousands a year. But okay, so let's just switch gears slightly here and say, okay, we've we've talked about all that. Let's now talk about what's happening right now. So Mm -hmm. we're in the middle Mm -hmm. of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Okay, there are people. There are lots of people losing their jobs or have lost their jobs, been furloughed from their jobs, um, have had reduced hours. Uh, It's a really difficult economic time for a lot of people. However. Still, something like eighty percent of the population are okay. Like they still have their jobs. Yeah. They, you know, those are the people you are still selling to, and they are still buying stuff. Actually, they're buying more than ever. Like some of the statistics and stuff, and all the chatter and things that yeah. people's people's sales have basically gone through the roof in a lot of instances. We should put at the those moment. links in the in the in in the below. I was going to say yes. <laughs> in, in the, the show notes, in the below. <laughs> 
yeah, there's the survey from Cluveo that they update every day, which has been mind-blowing to see how much the sales have actually increased compared to last year exactly at the same time and across all niches, so not just home decor and mm. office furniture and you know like well, not it's just a lot higher decor. in those ones <laughs> yeah it is but you know even like jewelry beauty all this stuff is also mm. up like obviously toys and all that as well i mean yeah everything is up people are shopping i think shopify was saying they have black level black level uh black friday level traffic every day wow. like yeah. Etsy said that, didn't they? That they had like this, like Black Friday or Cyber Monday level yeah, of traffic Etsy or something. Yeah, their quarterly investor report. Mm. Go and read that as well. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, they had that just shows, doesn't it? It just shows us if anyone's concerned about, oh, I need to tiptoe around this. No, now is the time to <laughs> sell. Time to sell. Online. Yeah. yeah. There online, is seriously yeah. so mm. much people. I, I've actually, um, within my membership, I've only one member that's been struggling and lost sales simply because she was selling something that's like events related. So yeah. exclusively, yeah. you know, like very problematic with the lockdowns. Everyone else is getting more traffic, more sales. And like, we're not talking like 2% growth. Like we're talking like 200% growth mm. sales because mm. there's more people online. Yeah. And, you know, there's also a few conversation around, but then that's going to stop. And like, don't focus on that. No, focus Go on now. Go now. now. Yeah. Like, and also, nice. if you deliver a great customer experience and the product is great and you can grab them as repeat customer later, like you're, you're building like a following of new customers are potentially going to buy again and again and again from you so it's like don't go into this i'm not going to sell because that's not going to be there forever like there's an opportunity now just jump into it Mm. i actually had a member who is i think she's in america and she's she opened her shop and she's selling masks which a lot of people are right now yeah she has made, she's like, I can't keep, what do I do? I can't, can't keep, keep up. up. Yeah. Uh, I've been shutting for vacation, like, but then yeah. people want to keep, people want to come back and buy more from me. And I feel like I'm letting them yeah. down. I'm like, look, just open during the week and shut on the weekends or something like that. Like something cyclical <laughs> and then yeah. tell people, put it in, you know, like some people are just, yeah. So and she's like, but I want to do something afterwards. She's mm. planning ahead though. She's like, I don't want to be doing this forever. I want to make clothing. Mm. But she's like, I figured if I did this now, I'd build up my sales and my reviews so that when that time comes, yep. I'll be in yeah, a really totally. good position. Very yeah. smart. It's yep. like the, the second phase pivot. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that a lot more as well in the, uh, is it next week episode? Yeah, the Patreon episode. Patreon episode yeah. Well, we'll talk about pivoting and all of that stuff. But yeah, the mask stuff has been really interesting. Um, mm. In the Etsy report, I can't remember now the numbers because as soon as I learn a number, I forget it. Um, I've got that kind of memory, (laughs) like dates and all, like not for me, but, um, yeah, it was something in the millions. I can't remember, but the Mm. search term for face mask on Etsy was just completely mind blowing, but there's still growth. Like there was still growth on Etsy. They took the mask out of the equation Mm. because of of course people were like, well, yeah, that's because of the mask, Mm, but no, there's still people in every category that were buying all the products. So people are shopping and you Mm. might not think that it's important for people right now to have a new, I don't know, pair of like earrings or cute, like plant pot or something, but it is for some people. I've bought myself on Etsy last month that I usually do. <laughs> but you know, people are also saving money because they're not a, yeah. they're not driving to work. They're not paying for this is me. I'm not paying for parking. I'm not paying for lunches every day. Like I'm saving mm. a shit ton of money. You know, so, going to restaurants or cafes. Exactly. Or bars so or... you know, what else are they going to spend on? <laughs> so I mean, it's actually yeah. And we must time to spend. Go <laughs> we yeah. must. Mm. We must. Mm. <laughs> well, oh, we'll have to have a whole episode about capitalism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh, internal conflict. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. 
Are you considering transitioning to full-time with your handmade business? If so, you'll be happy to know that I'm interrupting a conversation to talk to you about a guide that's going to help you do exactly that. We know it can be scary to jump into your handmade shop being your sole source of income and so we made it a little bit easier for you by listing out everything we think that you should consider both on the personal and business financial levels so that you feel confident that you can transition to full-time safely and that you're not forgetting anything. You can get the guide at thebusinessofmaking.com slash getfreebies, and that's all in one word, getfreebies, and you'll also find the link in our website at thebusinessofmaking.com. Back to the show. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, now is definitely the time to be getting out there and not feeling guilty about it. But let's talk about how we can do that without feeling bad. Like, Mm. there's Mm. definitely certain sort of, there's certain ways you can approach it right now. And look, to be honest with you, the way you should be approaching it now is the way you should always be approaching it. And that is telling mm. your story. Mm. That, like if you just come from with all your marketing and, you know, your Instagram, your Facebook, your emails, whatever, with all of it, if you just are coming from the perspective of sharing what you're doing and telling your story, it's never going to be a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's always going to be the most valuable kind of marketing you can do. and. Mm that's the same whether you're in a pandemic or not you know yeah Yeah. I think this is like something that's been made a lot more evident to a lot of people um that I'm personally really happy about (laughs) I'm like thank you COVID for this (laughs) makes my job as a like marketing teacher or whatever you want to call us uh easier because I'm like here we go been telling you guys this for years (laughs) you have to connect with your customer you can't just throw a caption now that says Mm. bona new in shop it's a little bit insensitive it's kind of like oh in your face Mm. you have to connect with what your customers are living through and what is their life at the moment and kind of fit your product into their life and your story is probably similar to their story at the moment so this overlap between you and them that's what you're talking about and it's just forcing you to to use empathy a little bit more and Mm. understanding again, this ideal customer, like who is she or who is he and what is he going through or what is it, what is she going through Mm. and talking about that. And it's a very, it's a great exercise that's going to be helpful now, but like for years and decades to come after that, your marketing will actually probably be better off because of this crisis because you will have learned how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And there's ways to be, you know, sympathetic and empathetic to the people who are struggling. Um, Mm it's it is difficult and I think it's it's funny because here in Australia we were just talking about this before we were recording here in Australia things are getting back like we have almost no cases and the cases we do have are like in little clusters um things are starting to open up all of our states and territories have these plans to kind of reopen and re-engage people with society um so we're having a very different experience right now to people in say America or the UK or even Europe or other countries who are still right in the throes of this pandemic and are seeing a lot of people sick and, and dying. Like that is just, it's, there's not a lot of that here. We've been very, very lucky. Um, so it, depending on where you are and who you're talking to, that may be something you want to take into consideration as well. Mm. Um, also the sort of things you're selling, like it, like like you were saying deb one of your um was it one of your members who sells event stuff like mm. she you know 
it's going to be difficult for her because she can't be like, yeah, like these are, yeah, she can, let's she get can out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> but she can talk about the future. She can tap mm. into that thing that we're all thinking about. Yeah, about like the emergence. Yeah, what we're going to do afterwards. Life will still go on. Yeah, it might be a little bit different. But, yeah. you know, we've lived through pandemics before and everything eventually goes back to normal. Um, so talking about that sort of stuff or the pivoting, which, again, we're going to talk about in detail mm. in our Patreon episode, you could pivot for a period of time. It doesn't have to be forever and then yeah. go back. Um, so there's lots of ways that you can sort of mitigate that while also being um, also being sensitive. mindful and sens- yeah. Yeah, sensitive yeah. to what people are going through. Right? Yeah, I think that um, might be one of the issues some people are having too is they don't want to appear to be like manipulative or taking advantage of mm, the mm. whole situation. Yeah, And I don't know, I think people probably just need to chill out about that a little bit because there's no really like unless you're how do, I, I can't even think of an example of how you could be um, taking advantage of this situation and selling. I like, mean, there's been funny things on the internet. There's yeah, but I don't like, think our audience would no, exactly, be that exactly. type of person. So you just kind of yeah. don't need to worry too From much. From the like, moment you've asked yourself the question, is this message, this email, this caption insensitive, you're probably not going to be because you're yeah. like asking you're yourself aware. the question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just be aware and that's Don't it. Worry. Like you don't have to overthink yeah. it too much. And, you know, if you mess up to like, I know this is something I've had to tell myself because I was trying to provide a lot more content and message and all of that in the last few weeks. And and sometimes I was reading what I was writing and I was like, who is this sentence insensitive? Is this, could, could this come another way or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I am, my intention is so good here. If somehow the email goes out, the caption goes out or whatever, and someone comes back to me and said, hey, Dad, this was a little bit insensitive, I'll apologize. And mm-hmm. I'll say, look, I'm sorry. I really am trying my best to navigate this at the same time. Thank you so much for putting, for, for you know, bringing this to my attention. Mm-hmm. I'll try to be more considerate next time. Obviously, this has not happened because, as you can tell, I'm overthinking everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. just, you know, it's okay as well if you, if you fuck up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. you're not meaning to and you can always apologize and people can understand that. And, you know, I think you have to give yourself a little bit of grace there. Like, it's, yeah. Totally. And also, you know, like the whole COVID thing aside, people can be oversensitive about things like one yeah. one complaint oh does not mean 100 percent of your audience are pissed off about it so you know like if you do get anyone replying back because i was just reading through old um facebook page posts from my group like you know from years ago and they were all about how people had um ranted at me about swearing in my emails <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, bye, <laughs> because, you know. You're not my people. You're yeah, not my people. That's right. So if one person complains, don't automatically think, oh, shit, I've done something wrong and mm-hmm. everyone's, this is for you, Deb. This message is for you. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> the majority of your audience loves what you do. So, yes. yeah, try not to overthink what you I would you're say doing. 99.99% of them. Yeah. Like, and, you know, there's yeah. always an unsubscribe button. Oh, like, you're yeah. not forcing yeah. anyone to no. read your message and to read, to follow you on Instagram. Like, it, it's kind of funny when someone follows you and then goes out of their way to comment and you're like, wouldn't mm. it have been a lot easier to just unfollow me? And yeah. Like, you don't yeah. Need I mean, this I is the whole say. thing, right? Everyone likes to be the police these days. Like, they just want to yeah. regulate everything and like well you shouldn't be doing that and you shouldn't be doing that it's like oh just fucking go somewhere else like it's yeah. fine for me to be doing this <laughs> like yeah just look after yourself and i'll look after myself and everyone will be fine yeah, yeah. another thing to try to avoid i think because of this whole like police and cancel culture thing that's been happening uh is constantly apologizing mm. in pre- yeah. like um what's the word i'm looking for like preemptively apologizing mm. all the time don't do it like you just yeah. keep drawing attention to the thing that you don't want to be focusing on. Mm. <laughs> just yeah. like, just maybe once 
in a while. Like if there's something you've like, okay, so I'll give you an example. Um, I launched my setup shop course. Like I did a special launch, like what was it? just the end of April. Right. And I was kind of like, is this too soon? Like everything's still up in the air, but I'm like, I had so many people saying, yeah, this is a really good time for me to do this. Cause I want to get online and I don't know how. And I sent an email and I was like, so I know a lot of you right now are struggling with, you know, being stuck at home with your kids, um, you know, losing your jobs, whatever, whatever. but I also know a lot of you are. And then I talked about the flip side, which is the people who have the time and, and energy and money mm. to, be putting their business online right now. And then I said, this email's for you. So I'm yeah. making it clear that I'm aware yeah. <laughs> that not everybody's going to be in a position to take advantage of this right now. However, I wanted to offer it to people who are. So if you show that sort of awareness, mm. that's okay. But don't harp on that. Every yeah. single, like, every don't single be timid. time don't you be put timid. up a post, you're like, yeah. I know everybody can't afford this right now, but like just no. Yeah, no, just, God, that's... <laughs> but be I think unapologetic. we'll do that sort of thing, you know? Like, so yeah. you don't need to be that apologetic. Yeah, and unless you fuck up. Like, if well, you actually yeah. make a mistake, <laughs> well, then, you then definitely apologise. But yeah. there's a di- it's a different thing. And we this mm. goes back to the confidence thing mm-hmm. and believing in yourself and having value in what yeah. you do, but also just like realizing that you don't have to please everybody. You're never going to please women everybody. Women are ter- particularly bad at this because yeah. we're socialized mm. to be, you know, I'm nice, I'm actually terrible. Nice like I talk everybody. a lot of talk. I'm like, <laughs> it, oh, it's so funny. People um, like in our mum's group, it's like, oh, yeah, you're fierce. And I'm like, well, you know, not really. Like when it comes to actual face-to-face confrontation, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just want to make everyone mm. happy all the time. Yeah, it's but so awkward. We got to try harder not to do that. Yeah. It's also better than it was. I feel like three, I forgot now because it's been so many days of pretty much not getting out of the house. I forgot how long <laughs> it's been and all that. But um, at the very beginning, it was very hot topic, super sensitive. Yeah. People were really, really worried. There was a lot more anxiety. Now we're kind of like, the, obviously still, again, different scenarios in different parts of the world, mm. but the, it's still more manageable because we know at least what the rules are and the lockdowns are and yeah. there's sort of certainty amongst the uncertainty because of that um and so i feel it's it's less uh the first week it was hard to write caption and to write an email mm. it was like oh I'm, I'm walking on fire here like what's going on now it's a little bit less and even what you were saying just like i was doing that a lot more a few weeks ago that's like this email is for you if you are looking to work on your shop right now. I understand yeah. if you're not because you just don't have a time. Now I kind of stopped doing it, not because I don't care mm. anymore, but because I feel like I've said it enough time mm. and people just know now. People know to ignore the stuff that's not for them. Yeah. But who are interested will actually read it. And again, like, you know, no one is, you, you haven't forced anyone to follow you on Instagram or to be on your email. It's like if it's mm-hmm. not what, if the content you're putting out, they're like, I don't want this at the moment, they'll unfollow you. Like, that's yeah. fine. You just got to keep doing your job, which is posting this stuff. Um, I wanted to just touch quickly on uh, humor as well. Like, what do you think of that? Because I feel like <laughs> a lot of people are like, I have a funny brand voice. Like it's like, usually I'm all like, like a bit sarcastic and like funny and, and, and that's difficult because I really don't want to sound like a douche at the moment <laughs> and make jokes and stuff. That's not funny. I think it's completely fine. Yeah, Again, just being sensitive, but that's mm. what I feel like online, that's what's keeping people together at the moment. Yeah. Like even yeah. at the beginning where it was like really everyone's freaking out, the one thing that's getting shared the most is the humorous memes. Like just because yeah. <laughs> people can connect with humor. So I think it's completely yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, again, like 
I totally agree. As long as you're being sensitive mm-hmm. to it and not not joking about, you know, like death. Making, don't joke about don't people dying. Don't make that the, the butt of the joke. But, yeah, you know, there's plenty of things you can you can do and say that yeah. are appropriate. So yeah. go with it. And I think if you knew how to do that before, it's yeah. kind of like the same rules apply now. Like yeah, totally. Just, it's like joking is like a really fine line that you're always walking on. Like yeah. it's too much or perfect or whatever. If you're walking that line, usually you know how to do it now too. Like anyone who works in a really stressful occupation, teaching medicine, uh, whatever, uh, even military, I'm sure there's a lot of dark humor mm. that goes around in those, mm. in those communities that if you heard it from the outside, you might think, Holy crap, that's really awful. But it's how people deal. That's how mm. people deal is that sort of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, goes back to knowing your audience, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Because that's Ooh, so also cool. like if they started following <laughs> you because you were that funny, a bit sarcastic, maybe even dark humor kind of brand, and then suddenly you're all like inspiring gifts and, you like, know, who, like. Why am I following this person? <laughs> totally. Like that's out of brand. No, yeah. it's not working. They're going to be like, I don't want that. So, yeah, just be what you were before. <laughs> Be confident. Like people are looking for some sort of certainty in life right now. So just keep being who you are and and be, you know, that person that they expect you to be really. Yeah, I think that's a good thing right now. Mm. Okay. Well, I think that was a great episode. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, guys. Oh, I like that you liked it, Michaela. I liked it. Well, I hope our listeners here like it as well. Else likes it. I'm the most important. We had fun. Here. That's all matters. <laughs> we had fun. So just to recap, we talked about. What do we talk about? Just a recap. I love that she's just yeah. like, I'm going to dive into the recap, but I don't know what we talked about. We talked, we about, talked about specific things. We talked, we about, talked about guilt. Guilt and um, a lack of confidence. Or lack of confidence in the type value stuff of and the value stuff. of your thing. And we talked about specifically in these weird times, mm-hmm. um, not, trying not to feel that guilt and just sort of forging ahead and knowing that there are people out there that still want to buy your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what do we just talk about just then? It's kind of like a like using empathy in your messaging. Empathy. Yeah. yeah. But and not being not overly, not being overly. Don't uh, be a dick. Apologetic. But don't yeah. be overly apologetic. Don't yeah. be a doormat. Don't be just a dick don't or be a, a doormat. Just be a decent human. <laughs> just be a human being. Should we have a shirt? Don't be a dick or a doormat. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Yvonne merch coming in the middle yeah we should talk if anybody has suggested we actually do want to create some merch so if you have suggestions for what the merch should be like a pin what what sort of product and what sort of i i I still feel like we need to make shirts with make a maven on there yeah well i want to wear it every time yeah me too and i want to like hey if anyone out there has an in on like t-shirt manufacturing it's like not I think we want to get it like handmade if we can mm. or, you know, yeah. a screen ideally screen printing. Yeah. Mm. or something along those lines then, you know, let us know. Yeah. Mm. We want to make it happen. Yeah, we want to make it happen. So let us know what you would like, what what mm. you would wear on your person or carry around <laughs> or pin to yourself. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> again for being here. We love you all so much. Uh, oh, They've been set off in giggles now. I was just going to say we also need to come up with like, you know, like the Make a Maven thing, like what font are we we using our font? Are we using another font? Are we going to get get a logo created by somebody or like not a logo? You know what I'm trying to say. Oh, gosh. You're both graphic designers. Everyone, let us know what you think about all of those things that Jess just said. (laughs) (laughs) Jess just dumped entire brain thoughts onto you and I would like you to please identify what you thought was the best and let us know. (laughs) And then there will be merch. Yeah. When shipping resumes, worldwide, worldwide, we'll get something to you. 
Okay. Thanks, gals. I think that was great. And we will be back next week for our patrons, our platinum patrons with our patron-only episode on pivoting or not pivoting. Do you panic pivot? Hopefully that not. That is the question. That is the question, and that's what we'll be talking about. So and if you we'll... want to be a patron, where do they go, Michaela? Oh, they go to <laughs> thebusinessofmaking.com slash supporters, supporters yes. or, or patreon.com forward slash tbom. T-B-O-M. Yeah. I think it's Indeed. slash support. So maybe try slash support and slash oh, yeah. supporters. We have support and supporters. This is why we can but get But actually confused. go to the supporters page because yeah, there we have the entire people. list of the people who are like supporting us. I'm pretty sure you if you, see. yes, if you just go to the main homepage, there's a supporters link in there. Yeah, yeah hopefully not, we we're put really a failing anyway. business. <laughs> yeah. If it's not, we really suck. So so there maybe there's a patron. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, just click around, this. click around the website. <laughs> It'll be there somewhere. And then you can listen to an episode while you're clicking around the website. It'd be great. Yeah. Okay, I think oh that, that is right. our I think we're all cue. That is our cue to leave the episode. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We will catch you again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.